because this is for the rasa. This is for the rasa. Rasa, rasa. This is for the rasa. This is Reformed Raza. Welcome back. Welcome back. My name is Martin Velasquez alongside with Justin Corona. And today is going to be very interesting. In very interesante in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, don't do that again, please. <laughs> but today we got a special guest. We got a special guest. If you heard our interview with Pastor Santos Chavez de la Iglesia Luz de la Calle, uh, we got the child. <laughs> You're not a child no more. <laughs> but we got the daughter of Pastor Santos Chavez. Say what up, what up? Hey guys, what's up? I'm his. <laughs> What is it? Offspring. Offspring. <laughs> Offspring. <laughs> <laughs> the seed. Oh, and uh, your name? Vanessa Arvayo. Vanessa Chavez Arvayo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> She's married. <laughs> and today, what, what are we going to talk about today, Justin? Today, oh, yeah, so today in this episode, <laughs> we'll be talking about um, backsliders or, yeah, backsliders or... Backslider. Who, <laughs> I, I don't know why I can't say or. I, I, or for quote some unquote reason, backsliders. I was, I was thinking of a different word, but I guess there's no other word. But yeah, so a backslider. And so what what it, what it says biblically in the scriptures as far as things pertaining to backsliding, lukewarm, and um, and then just perspective from from our special guest Vanessa, and then and then also from from what we've experienced ourselves too. So, yeah, I think uh, every Christian would go through some season of either lukewarmness or maybe even backsliding. Mm -hmm. But um, the evidence of one's salvation is that they will be drawn back to Christ eventually in true repentance or mm -hmm. repentance for the first time or coming back from um, your little trip and coming, falling down to the feet of God and really like dedicating your life to him. And I know that's what happened to me somewhat uh, when I got saved uh, a month later, like I mentioned, uh, Things weren't so good with me and my wife, like they are now. Perfect marriage. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> uh, amen. God uh, yeah, amen. <laughs> uh, yeah, things weren't so good. So uh, my drug of choice was methamphetamine, and that was my only escape for the past 11 years. I was at, at the age of 24. That's the only thing I knew how to do, right? And so coming into this Christian life, uh, I didn't know how to be Christian, you know what I mean? I didn't know what to yeah. do when problems hit. That was my only escape, so that's what I ran to. And for about two weeks around there, uh, I, was, I, I was getting high, I was getting drunk again, but I, I could not deal with it anymore. I couldn't, mm -hmm. like, didn't feel the same no more. So, you know, I tossed all my stuff, and once again, I was like, Lord, I'm fully yours. And uh, I went through that, and I went through a little lukewarm stage until I really got into the Word of God, and that's when, like, I'm like, man, I ain't never going back. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I know people are to go back too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I know people have different um, uh, situations and different um, seasons, and every it differs with everybody. Uh, so Vanessa, she's a pastor's kid, mm -hmm. so we get that perspective of all oh, pastor's kid. They grew up, uh, you know, mm -hmm. in the Lord. So what is there to really go back to or what you know what i mean mm -hmm. so we want to clear the air and say that everybody experiences it whether you're a pastor's kid whether you're maybe a pastor yourself 
Yeah. Uh, people go through that. We, people go through the season. And so we want to, the purpose of this is that we want to edify and encourage people, whether you're in that season, coming out of this season, or you feel like you might be tempted to go back to the world, yeah. to let you know that there's nothing to go back to. And so we got eyewitness testimony right here from Vanessa. <laughs> and I can't say I'm honored to be here since the topic we'll, we'll be talking about, but I'm glad to be here with you guys. Just that know that me. what you say, <laughs> your experience will encourage another person. I yeah. know, I'm just yeah, exactly. That's what I was talking to mm-hmm. your wife about was uh-huh. like, oh, you know, if I can open up about it at a women's conference, mm-hmm. then, you know, the enemy just tries to attack sometimes and mm-hmm. makes you feel yeah. like, oh, you can talk about it here, but not there. So yeah, yeah. here it is. There you go. So... Tell us a little bit about that then. Yeah, so what you were talking Mm -hmm. about is a valid point exactly. Mm -hmm. Everybody's journey and experience is different as well, though, because uh, growing up, when you hear of another PK, it's something that attracts you because you're like, oh, I want, they understand, or, you know, what what is that PK like? Because Mm -hmm. obviously, or Many people have heard the term PK just has a bad um, rep connotation, yeah. whatever the word PK is. PK means pastor's kid. Yeah. So <laughs> every time it's like, oh, you're a PK. Like, oh, you, you're you really bad, actually. Like, you're the worst of the worst <laughs> yeah, sometimes, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But PK to me was always um, something that I embraced, and it mm-hmm. was an honor, honestly. And you were, you were the, you're the oldest, aren't you? No. No? no? Really? Really? is the oldest. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> Emma's dang. mom. Hello. Oh, dang. Never mind. <laughs> now you know. Yeah, so I'm the second middle child, mm-hmm. um, well, until Marissa came. But, uh-huh. you know, it was something that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I embraced. And like you said, people mm-hmm. say, hey, what is there to go back to? Mm-hmm. There really wasn't anything for me to go back to because... Um, I can. I don't remember. You know, everybody has that moment, or they say they have that aha moment. They yeah. can mm-hmm. name a date where they're like, "I got saved on this yeah. day." I don't have that day that I can name, mm-hmm. but something that God was speaking to me about as I was reflecting on the questions I received is that I was baptized by the Holy Spirit at a young age, mm-hmm. and I've always had like a servant's heart and a desire to mm-hmm. to to serve in ministry wherever a need was. Mm -hmm. I actually met up with one of our former children's ministry leaders um, sometime last week. Mm. And they were like, you were, you were supposed to be in children's ministry, but you were teaching your peers. Like I Mm -hmm. I have always just made myself available to fill a need and stuff like that. So I enjoyed being in ministry and a part Mm -hmm. of the congregation for as long as I, as far back as I could remember, it was just like second grade already, mm-hmm. like involved in organizing stuff for children's yeah, ministry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but where I hit my patch was college. Mm. So you know, no, yeah, no, briefly, that's what they say that that uh, college is is what draws people away because they they're hit with the, all the evolution and philosophy and I don't know if that was your experience, but but yeah. that most chi- most. Kids that grow up in church, when they get hit with with hard questions of of their faith, they usually can't answer them. So they therefore they, you know, give up and just yeah. like you know. So I don't know if that was your experience well, or what. For me, it was, um, it wasn't that. It was mm-hmm. more stepping into the because I my first semester of college, mm-hmm. I moved out. Mm-hmm. I was staying in a dorm. So mm. it was that level of freedom that I had mm. to not be held accountable to my parents' curfew yeah. and things yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. And 
um, I've always been mindful of that, very mm-hmm. respectful of my parents' rules to where it's like the way I've always been aware of, like the way that I act reflects on my parents and not mm-hmm. only my parents, but streetlight church. Yeah. Uh, so that was something I was always very mindful of. But um, before I moved out to go to college in 2000, summer of 2012, I was already in a lukewarm season mm. because at that time the church was already the church was going through a I guess you can say a a turnaround. You know, mm-hmm. we had uh, divisions in the congregation mm-hmm. and things like that. And I realized that that played uh, a role because the accountability that I would have usually yeah. had was not there because I mm-hmm. no longer had um they were gone. That foundation yeah. of the the leadership being as whole as we always are. Yeah. That, it was broken at that time. Yeah. There was um, just, you guys know what happened, yeah. but the foundation of the church was shaken. And yeah. I've always been someone who's pretty led by my own convictions and mm-hmm. the way that the spirit leads. But at that time, I was just like, no, screw it. Nobody's watching my every yeah. mood right now mm-hmm. and my every move right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be content and doing, you know, what I want. So I fell into um, being lukewarm before leaving to college. And with that freedom, my mom and dad not having to know where I am at every minute or whatever, I was able to, you know, come back home a lot, um, not even go home. My mom and dad were going through stuff as well. You know, they were staying at someone's house. And Mm -hmm. so when I came to visit, I started staying at my boyfriend's house. So it was just more of an opportunity to be like, oh, well, I don't have to go home. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, I can go with you guys to that party. Oh, I can go be the DD. I never drank. I never got, or at that time, I never mm. have gotten drunk before. I've never, you know, experimented with drugs or anything. So it was the the the, the lack of accountability that got me. Mm. And I let myself mm-hmm. because... I always knew and convictions were there all through high school and stuff like that. You know, everybody wants to party and have a good time. But I was always that like grandma friend, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you guys can go to that party. I'll go eat at Denny's and come pick you up or whatever. You're the designated driver. Yeah, I just just wanted to make sure that everybody got home safe. You know, I I wasn't looking to partying or anything like that didn't interest me or whatever. But once I got to that point in college where I had that freedom there, um, to not for my in my mind for my yeah. actions to not reflect badly on my mom and dad that's where it um, happened so I was coming and going as I pleased and um, even once I came back after that some just a semester uh, actually I never said <laughs> nobody knows but I was even living with my boyfriend for two two months I think confessions yeah confessions (laughs) and my mom and dad didn't know at first I was honest with them and I was like you know I'll stay into the night at this cousin's house and this cousin's house because they were homeless at the time yeah but after (laughs) I got tired of it so I was like I can sleep comfortably right here like my my boyfriend doesn't care like everybody loves me in this household like they don't mind me being here and then that's where too like you know it just Mm -hmm. continues you it's a snowball effect you know you let one door open, then another door opens and another exactly. door. So yep. mm-hmm. um, then that's where I got caught in that. In 2015, I had the brilliant idea of moving out with my boyfriend mm-hmm. and um, broke my mom and dad's heart. Like my dad was literally crying. Like when I told him I was moving out, I'm like, oh, 
well, dad, we already got approved. I'm moving out tomorrow. Like, I just yeah. hit him with that. And <laughs> um, oh, a month into it, God didn't play. The very first time I ever got drunk, I got arrested. My mom and dad found out. They were at the PD there to pick me up. Like, he pulled my covers right away. Like God's hand was upon me because yeah. he didn't want me to get stuck in that world because yeah, it was exactly. so easy. And mm. going back to the accountability, like the leadership has always been my core, mm. serving and just all that stuff. So once there was that shift, it was more like, oh, well, you know, Ness is not going to church anymore. Like, come on, like, you know, just yeah, have yeah. a drink with, no, no. And I, that day I was finally like, I don't have to DD anybody. I'm in my own house. Nothing's going to happen. Like I'm with family. Everybody's going to protect me and comes down to me, you know, blacked out in the HBPD jail or holding whatever a PD at the police station. And I'm like, what the heck happened? They're like, miss, you're getting charged with this, this. And I was like, what the heck happened? Like, and that's what sin does to you. Do you mind if I ask what, what was the situation? To this day, I don't know, <laughs> like fully. I read the police reports, but I don't believe Dang. it. Yeah. I don't believe it fully. So according to the police reports, Accor- what, what, yeah, what according to the police report, um, I was cussing out police officers and attempted to hit one of the officers. Oh man! Uh, so they were trying to charge me with a felony for for assault, obst- obstructing an executive officer. Dang, that's so, a heavy charge right there. So yeah, <laughs> because I was that drunk, I I was blocked out, and everybody else in my house was. I'm usually the only sober yeah. one, so nobody's story was able to you know Match really up. tell me yeah. what what happened or <laughs> what happened with Vanessa like Dang. there was just so many things going on I wasn't the priority but it, I I heard it wasn't well and the helicopters were there and we almost got evicted our first month like Dang. from the whole ordeal like it was bad like I, I'm sure the whole PD was there like it was it, it was it was no joke like, <sighs> yeah and the one person who would have fully had my back my boyfriend, he was at the liquor store when everything happened. Oh, man. <laughs> Always, man. Dang. I come back like, what's going on? Yeah, literally he was yelling yeah. at the cop like, oh, you're saying my girl tried to hit you? Look at you, you're a big blah, 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 blah guy and look at her. So oh, man. that's that's where my process of coming back happened. So mm-hmm. reflecting on everything, too, it was about a two-year process because I left to college or three years I left to college in 2012, came back in 2013, and that's where, like, yeah. I w- didn't care. I My thing is ministry is very important to me. Yeah. And the opportunity to not be in ministry while I was gone, people had to take over my roles in whatever it was. So not having that spotlight as far as people that looking level, at you. Yeah. yeah, that level of accountability, mm-hmm. like, Hey, I'm I'm here praying for people at altar call after service. Like I need to make sure I'm right. Like my conscience has always just yeah. been there. So that lack of being involved in ministry created the opportunity for me as well to be like, oh, a yeah. lot more careless. Yeah, I think that's that's what the same thing that happened to me. Being just uh, a baby in Christ, mm-hmm. just a month being saved. I mean, I didn't have nobody you yeah. know to turn to. Or I didn't even know I could turn to anybody. So mm-hmm. the only thing I turned to since there was a lack of nobody, 
I just went back to the drugs, you know what I mean? Naturally. Yeah. You know what I mean, so accountability does play a big role. And I remember after the, the first judgment day play that I did when I w- went to that lukewarm stage, and then I came back to church, um, your dad, he's the one that asked me. He pulled me into the, the side room. He's like, hey, bro, you the know, room. I noticed the room that everybody yeah. goes to. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants yeah, you know, You know something's going down. And so he, the, the thing that he told me, like, do you want accountability? And that's when like, yes. I said, yes. And I started being accountable to him. And, you know, I had a, if I was going to miss church, I had to call him or text him or something. Mm. So he, he, he had me accountable by that. And that's what really, you know, kept me in coming back. So mm-hmm. that accountability was there, and that's what kept me back. So the lack of accountability, I mean, it plays a big role in, in someone's yeah. uh, Christian Drifting. faith that you got people to turn to in hard problems. Mm-hmm. And when that's not there, then what, what is there? The world. Yeah. You know, your own desires and your own feelings, and you just give in to them. There's nobody there telling you, hey, brother, endure. Hey, brother, persevere. You know what I mean? You can do this. God's got you. And that kind of it keeps you grounded because people are looking at you and you don't want to disappoint them. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not fully, you know, convinced, you just don't want to get caught by them, you know, or something, yeah. you know. So I, my question for you would be, um, in your salvation, were you assured of your salvation, like, before coming, uh, like, before backsliding? Or, like, when you were really assured afterwards or? Before. Yeah, before. So yeah. So there's that that perspective of 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 people that are saved, but then they go through the season and they they come back to repentance. Mm-hmm. They come back to the Lord. I came crawling to yeah, repentance after yeah, that yeah. experience. Yeah, well, yeah, still yeah, took amen. me almost a year, but. So going back to back going going back to your story, so. Tell us more about how you came back to, to faith or repentance. Yeah, like during that season, mm-hmm. was there. I mean, of course, I, I would only imagine your mom would always be talking to you. But, I mean, other than maybe your mom or maybe if it was only just your mom, just, like, during that season, can you think back to, like, people just, like, talking to you or, like, mm-hmm. trying trying to, I guess you would say, like, hook you back? Not, not, yeah, no, that like, sounds bad. Like, no, hook, like, yeah. it just, you know, people checking yeah. in. Yeah. Um, the negative thing, too, about my process and... Um, it goes back to going away to college. Mm-hmm. Like the people who looked for me and reached out and like, hey, how are you? Can I come visit or whatever? Were the people that I was trying to lead by example with, like to, like yeah. mm-hmm. to show them, like to be accountable. Like, hey, like you know, like it's important your salvation and stuff. So it wasn't people already strong in the faith, but people that I was trying to mentor and stuff. Mm. So it was more so like, well. I don't need to talk to them about God right now if I don't yeah. feel like it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as far as that point in time, fast forwarding, um, my sisters tried to, but when it's your siblings, it's a whole other ball yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's the it's defense different. mode is up and it was most definitely there. It was like them poking the bear when they would make their mm. comments like, oh, well, if you came to church, you would know. Or if you didn't, da 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 then... Yeah. So it was more like me ignoring conversations with them about church or yeah. whatever mm-hmm. it may be and um, just checking on my mom. That was about it because her whole health stuff. But um, my lovely mom, she's not someone to, you know, push <laughs> you and, you know, be like, yeah. you know, you're in the wrong. And she I'm sure her prayer is most definitely her and my dad are 
Oh, what? she's a prayer They're woman. Probably, she's probably <laughs> she's the reason why I got arrested. Warrior. She probably prayed for something to happen. <laughs> she, <laughs> she probably, she probably, she probably tipped to the cop. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, so w- was there any level of, like, shame or, like, Most I don't want to come back because I, I feel bad or something? Like I said, mm. I always took leadership serious, and even though I wasn't in a position of leadership anymore, I didn't want to be that Christian. Yeah. I did not want to be that Christian who, you know, hey, come to my church, but oh yeah, I'll go get drunk with you like yeah. this weekend. You didn't hear God come out of my mouth. And it sounds foolish, but I didn't want to be that Christian. No, yeah. I didn't want to be that fake Christian yeah. that everybody talks about mm-hmm. and things like that. So I wasn't coming to service anymore. I wasn't, if I did come, I was coming late. I knew I didn't want to be here for worship. I didn't yeah. want to glorify God with mm-hmm. a heart that wasn't all there and mm-hmm. I would leave before all t- I was just coming to make sure that my mom and dad seen me and then I would leave and then probably come home like four hours later because I was yeah. still living with them so that was another reason why I was like so eager to move out too because my dad told me hey if you're not being an example if you don't get your stuff together like I'm gonna have to ask you to leave so like oh that's my cue we better start you know Mm-hmm. Preparing He's mentally okay with to me go. Leaving, might as well yeah, go. might as well go. And because I was just at that point to where serving, being a servant, seeking God wasn't my priority. Yeah, mm-hmm. my my focus was elsewhere. So um, yeah, I didn't. The last place I wanted to be was pretending at church. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, um, you didn't do any hard time, right? Because <laughs> that's a serious uh, charge. <laughs> no, I got bailed out. Yeah. My lovely little sister had to bail me out. <laughs> I had to pay the bail, but yeah, she bailed me out since, um, you know, everybody has records these days. Yeah. And that's how I came back. I was fighting the case for almost a year. So March of 2016, I came to a service and I was just like, you know what, God, like, I want to get involved in ministry again, but, you know, blah, 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 and blah, 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 all my excuses. So finally, I just remember, like, okay, God, I give it to you. Like, I give everything to you. Like, I'm done. The whole time they were processing, like, every court date that we went to, um, she kept telling me, oh, the judge wants you and your co-defendant to stay together, and his charges were even worse than mine. Hmm. So, you know, just got to keep coming back and coming back. That court date after I prayed, so it was maybe like three weeks before that mm-hmm. or whatever. She's like, hey, so this is what the judge wants to do. She'll lower it to a misdemeanor if you do this, this, and this. And I was just like, that's stupid. I'm not going to do that. And my boyfriend's <laughs> like, you're dumb if you don't do that. Like, that's a really good deal. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I was just like, oh, what about my co-defendant? Like. I was so worried about my co-defendant and not the good deal that they were giving me. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, no, the judge wants to separate you guys now. So then I was just like, okay, God, like, as angry as I was signing that paperwork and giving them my fingerprints to be in this stupid system, like, I had to give God the glory and to thank him because he answered that prayer. When I repented and said, hey, God, I give it to you. I'm Mm -hmm. done playing. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm all yours. He took care of me the very next court date and I'm already done with my whatever I needed yeah. to get done. And um, it, it, that's the way I came back was yeah. through that stupid case was yeah. so, having to yeah. surrender it and just give it fully to God. Yeah. And it's only when after, when you come back to the Lord, when you realize, dang, 
God's hand was upon me the whole mm-hmm. time. You didn't even realize it. <laughs> and I think about that all the time. Like, if I didn't get arrested that day, like, how deep would I? Ha- how how much? How how far could I have gone with the blinders there? Yeah. Like, to what like point would have I gone? Yeah. Like, if that was just the first time I got drunk and I was already blacked out, like, what would I have done? You know, yeah, exactly. if he didn't stop me, if his grace wasn't with Dude. me, you know. No, that's a trip. I think about that all the time. Like, I think about how my life was back then. Like, damn, if I would have continued, like, in that life. Where would Martin be today? Yeah. I would have been locked up. Yeah. I I definitely know that I wouldn't be with my wife and kids. Yeah. They would be, I don't know where, I would be, I don't know where. And it's only God's grace that he has upon us that keeps us Mm -hmm. all together. And we don't even realize that until afterwards. But that's what keeps us going, is knowing, like, man, God has had me through those times. He's going to keep me through these times. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so how, how did your parents react to your whole ordeal Dude. right there? <laughs> what was Pastor Santa's reaction? I was reaction? so that's scared <laughs> of my dad, and I felt even so much more guilty. My dad called me the next morning, because by the time I got out, it was like 5 in the morning. Yeah. And we had to go the, that next day to... Six Flags for Marissa's birthday. Oh. And like a hundred degree weather, <laughs> hungover. Oh, that's so I was mean. I did not oh, want to go. My. But my dad called me like, Hi baby, how are you feeling this morning? Oh, so he was even mad. Being the sweetest oh, ever. So I was worse. like, you know what, Dad, I can't go. I have to submit my paperwork for the bail. Don't worry about it, baby. Like we'll do it on the way there. I'll pay for it. We'll fax it over. Like just come with us. So I was Dang. just like if it wasn't for my dad calling me, I wouldn't have, man. I would just spent my whole day sleeping hungover. But, like, <laughs> I was so scared of, like, how my dad was going to react that, like, I was just felt even so much more yeah. guilty of how nice he was being about yeah, it. I was like, dang. really? Stop. Be mean. Like, tell me how stupid I was or <laughs> something. But my mom was up. She was just pretty, like, pretty disappointed in me. But she, you know, it's, my mom can't yeah. be mean, so... That, yeah. re- that reminds me of when I when we told my dad that Julie was pregnant. <laughs> oh man! Because man, like like, oh man, there was so much going on. Because like, well, first, me and my dad don't have a good relationship. At that time, we didn't have a good relationship. And then um, my dad would always say, "If you ever get a girl pregnant, you're out of here." Dang. And so like he would he, he would and he wouldn't be joking around. Like he would say it with a straight face, and like he was he's like, "I don't know what you're doing, but if you get anyone pregnant, you're out." And I was like, ah, oh. and so like he would always tell me that. So like, when Julie got pre- <laughs> pregnant, <laughs> like, he was the last person. He was the last person I told. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was just waiting. Already. <laughs> no, like I was, I was prepared to you know to move in with with Julie and her mom, and and so we're, we're I was prepared for that, and and even then too because up until that point, you know, I I, I was telling telling my dad about God, and oh, and, and you know I'm living man. up this this I'm, I'm putting myself on this pedestal towards him saying like oh i'm doing good i'm not doing anything bad or anything like that and and so when i told him i was expect like how you were expecting your dad and i told my dad and 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 i remember i was in my sister's room i was was, me and my sister were talking and then my dad comes in and i don't know why i was like hey dad (laughs) like i need to tell you something and i told him he he just looked at me he he looked to my sister and he looked he's like okay so what are you gonna do now and and i was like in my head, I was like, I'm out of here. What do you mean? <laughs> but he, he's like, so are you going to go get a job? What are you going to do? 
Because, I mean, at the time, I just graduated high school. Um, yeah, like about six months prior to that. And I have yet to have a job. And so I went and got my first job the next day. And, you know, yeah, so so I, I understand what you mean, but, like, <laughs> expecting the worst, but and getting something totally different. Yeah. And it trip. sucks even more. It does. <laughs> yeah. Because now you're just waiting for them to say something. It's like looming. <laughs> you know, you know, there's that yeah. awkward moment. Yeah. Like, you're just going to bring it up to me. No, so how about coming back to church then? Uh, having come back to the rest of the congregation, uh, how did they receive you? Were they like kind of like looking at you like, oh, there she is, the one that, you know? <laughs> or how did they, how were you received back in, to the church? Or, or yeah, how were you received? And then also, too, part two to, to that question would be like, because you were a pastor's kid, do yeah. you feel like there was an expectation for you to come back and be right back into ministry or or an expectation put on you because you're the pastor's kid? I think it was more like, okay, you're back, so what are you going to do? Like, mm-hmm. are you just going to be here or mm-hmm. like, people were unsure. I think there was an uncertainty, yeah. but... At the same time, I came back. Funny thing is, is my co-host, Nadia, Hmm. we both came back at the same time. (laughs) So we were encouraging each other, like, hey, we know we've been stupid. Like, we fell away. We haven't been serving. Uh, We need to get our stuff together. Like, we pep-talked each other to getting committed to coming back to church again. Hmm. Um, So that was helpful for me because I knew that I had someone to be accountable to again. You know? And... um, Someone who like reached out to me right away was your wife, actually, Julie. And she she was just talking to me. And at that time, still, I was like still warming up to being back and stuff. So I was kind of like standoffish with her about it. But she was just like, hey, you know, like, I apologize for not reaching out to you. And I'm glad you're here. And I mm. hope you like, like, so I, I think that seeing me back, like putting an effort, like convicted her in a sense, yeah. like, wow, like. I haven't looked for her in a while, yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I honor that to this day. I always remember like where we sat and stuff like that, because it was cool to know like, Hey, somebody was able to like yeah. take accountability yeah. for their lack of, you know, yeah. action for their yeah. fellow prior leader or, yeah. you know, whoever they served with. So that was, um, the two things that I mm. took away from my coming back. Other than that, I, I just, there's always something to get done in this church. <laughs> yeah. So from there, I'm sure I hopped right back into to yeah, serving. I think, I think at the time you guys started helping with the youth, right? Yeah, we started helping with the, oh, yeah, yeah. Because we helped organize, like, events for, to go to go-kart world and things like that. And worship, then I ended up back in worship again because there's always a need there. But, yeah, it wasn't too difficult. It was just a matter of pride mm-hmm. on my yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, because I think that's what plays a big role in people not coming back. Because mm-hmm. I think they're not going to be well received. Yeah. Or they're, they're having some sort of level, level of shame where they think like, nah, I can't can't come back. Like how you say, I can't be that one that comes back that's in the world. How are they going to receive me? Uh, but God's grace is uh, sufficient and every believer should have that level of grace. Mm-hmm. Like. We've done things, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what? As we were talking, I was just thinking, like, man, when when we go through that, like, as a believer, we go through that season of lukewarm. And, and when we come back to the things, almost like the prodigal son, right? 
We recognize mm-hmm. where we're at and, and, and our need for, for Christ and our need to, to come back and repent and draw back. And like how many times we have, like, like have we already shared, like, like we expect the worst coming back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yet we're always drawn back in gracefully. And it reminds me again, the prodigal son. Yeah. He expected the worst, you know. You know, I, I could just be my father's servant, come back to this house. And how does and the dad goes, receive him? The dad runs to him. <laughs> He's like, what up? You know? yeah. <laughs> he runs to him with, with open arms and, 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 and grabs his son, brings him back. Not, not only that, not only just welcomes him back, but puts him back in his position. Yeah. Mm. He restores him. He restores him. Yeah. And then even to Peter, denied Christ. Yeah. Three times that night, while while Christ was on on trial and and all that was going on, and how when Jesus saw him again after that, how he welcomed him back. Yeah, he said, "Feed my sheep." Yeah, you're busy. Handle you, it. You love me. Uh-huh. Feed my sheep. Do you love me? You know, you know, Lord. You know, I love you. Like, uh-huh. and and how like how good our God is. Like when yeah. we fall away, I remember when. When I, I I mentioned this on one of the I don't know episode, but I had a season two where where I was lukewarm and and we went to Vegas for a, a brother's a bachelor thing. The whole weekend I was drinking and that and it's funny how like when when we know the things of God and we leave the things of God, we don't want to talk about God mm-hmm. because the conviction we already know conviction. And we know that the me- that that when someone mentions God, or if we start to mention God, yeah. we will feel convicted right away. Yeah. Yeah. And we feel that shame. And and I remember over there, I, I mentioned that the last night there, we took the ride back. It was like five in the morning, back to the hotel. Everyone's everyone's been drinking all night. You know, half of the group is already drunk, and we're we're going home. And the guy that's taking us home, in in the taxi Uber, whatever it was. He he was a Christian. He was playing worship song, <laughs> and of course I'm sitting shotgun to this guy, and you know I want to say like oh like like you know the the inside of me wants to you know conversate, mm-hmm. but at the same time I don't want to conversate because then you're like no I'm yeah. going back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, this guy was, was, he he didn't look Spanish <laughs> or Mexican. Kidding. I mean, but but I mean at the same time like I didn't want to speak anything because I don't want him to know I was Christian. Because yep. of where I yeah. was, you know, alcohol, my breath, everything. And I didn't want this guy to know. And okay. so, you know, I stayed quiet. I feel like I was falling asleep, everything all the way to the, to the hotel back. And then even coming back, telling my wife, it took me like, I think a week or two till I even like fessed up and told her about it because I lied to her. Mm. And, and, and even then, it's, the, it's, it's that, 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 that um, shame or that pride will hold us back from, yeah. from, from really just coming back in. And, and how good our God is that receives us even gracefully when we don't even deserve to come back. Like, man, like, like at a job, if you leave the job, you know, you, you quit, whatever, how hard is that to come back? But yet God receives us back op- open arms. Yeah. And that, that's, a, that's a good thing that, that, man, I believe strongly that those who come to faith, Christ will, what he started, he will finish. He will mm-hmm. finish in the believer, and that's our hope that if Christ indeed has started a good work in you, he will bring it to completion to the day of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And even John 10, it talks about how how um, no one is able to pluck us from the Father's hand. And so we need to get um, 
the, st- the study of scripture is very important in the life of the believer because these are the scriptures that are going to keep us in faith, in trust, in hope that, yeah, this world is tore up. And you know what? I might have some temptations sometimes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and it's not good always, you know what I mean? Uh, the hardships of, of this life will hit us. But the scriptures, they speak to us, and those scriptures come to mind. The Holy Spirit reminds us of, of God's word when, when hardships come. So, so coming back from, you know, these types of seasons, you got to get fed. You got to get fed. You got to study. So then when those hardships come, because they will come again, temptations will rise again. Now it's just a matter of how you're going to deal with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Have you been, you know, studying your scripture? And that's what's going to remind you day by day of what God has been doing in your life. And taking time to remember and meditating on God's grace and how what he's brought you from. You know, he brought you time and time again. You know, God is a God of more than second chances. He'll give you a third, fourth, fifth, oh, yeah. you know, and, and he'll keep you. You know what I mean? So my question for you is that um, how much uh, growth is needed after coming back from that, from that time? A lot. It's like being <laughs> in the desert, man. Yeah. You're parched. You're, you should be crawling. Yeah. Back, yeah. back to the, back to the arms of God. And as you were saying that, it just reminded me, like, at that time, I was constantly reading devotionals, yeah. and it's different from diving into the Word. But yeah. I needed something that I could relate to, where yeah. it was just like, this is what I do as a human, you know, this Mm -hmm. is what we experience. And, you know, this is, this is what God's word says and how the Mm -hmm. scriptures tied it in and just the time of reflection and things like that. That's what. (laughs) 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 That's cool that you said that, that you were parched. It reminds me of, well, in Orange County, it's been hot recently. Oh yeah. And when I, when I come home man, I'm, I'm sweaty, my clothes are all sweaty I'm thirsty if I, well, today, for example, I didn't pack any water bottles. I don't know why. I went to work with no water bottles oh, and I was thirsty. <laughs> yeah. And the only thing I had to drink was a Sprite and that doesn't do anything. But, but coming home to, in order for me to get refreshed and put back to where I was before I left for work, I, I took a shower, I had to cleanse myself and I had to, you know, hydrate, drink water. Mm-hmm. And then drink some, a little bit, of, I drink some of my wife's Gatorade, you know, for electrolytes, all that, whatever, I don't know. But, but there was a process to get back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like how you said, like coming back, you had to go through a process of, of being cleansed again and, 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 yeah. and, and, and parching, your, uh, parching yourself, of hydrating, I guess, mm-hmm. your spirit. Hydrate yeah, yourself and, again. And there's different aspects to it, too, because it's the spiritual side, which is the most important. Yeah. But it's also the transition back. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And that includes where you've allowed yourself to be placed, who have you surround yourself, who have you surrounded yourself with, and your daily routine. Mm-hmm. I wasn't coming to service three times a week like I used to. So it was, I remember services leaving the house because in the midst of everything too, my my boyfriend went from my boyfriend to my husband and mm. that played a role as well. Yeah. I remember someone having a conversation with me like, dude, you know you're living in sin, just get married, and you know your spirit is just going to shift. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I know, but, you know, I we we're, we're going to get married when we want to get married, not because yeah. everybody wants us to get mm-hmm. married. Mm-hmm. And in that, in us getting married, I, I literally did feel that shift. Like, yeah. 
the conviction yeah, yeah. wasn't as high because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, at least I know I'm not living in sin in that yeah. area now. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you know, I could come to church with a little less shame now, yeah, you know, yeah. if I do decide to pop in. But um, the, the, the change in routine-wise, like I remember some services where I was – getting back in and having that fire ignite again. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, bye. I'm going to church and like walking out slowly, like hoping that, oh, damn it. I don't like saying his I, name. I, I could bleep yeah. it out. Yeah, I don't like don't saying his name it. when I talk. I don't know. I'm, no, I'm just no. worried about it. I don't yeah. like saying his name, but I remember, um, Looking back, like, okay, so he's going to just tell me to, you know, stay home or I can yeah. miss service today because, you know, mm. that would be a, a common denominator then, mm. like, okay, if he asked me, like, yeah, you know, I, I can miss this service. I've been to other services. So yeah. it was getting back into, like, no, I'm going to church. You know where I'll mm. be. Don't even, don't look for me because you know where I'm at, you know? Yeah. So that was a challenging thing for me, too, is mm-hmm. the sacrificing of yeah. my schedule for ministry yeah 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 and uh i know as far as for me that i would always play the part and i would, I would always tell cindy i would not have to go to church today we'll just read today we'll just read at home or something <laughs> Dude, we'll, we'll i remember doing there. that too yeah, the we never did it back we never then did it. never did it oh we'll just pray before we go to sleep and you get you, you start you know trying to justify yourself oh yeah. well, i prayed today or i read I, I skimmed through this chapter real quick so i did my my five minutes of bible time today mm-hmm. so you i read the devotion this morning yeah 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 but it's not only until you really dig into the scriptures is when like man god's words come come alive to you and it's more than just uh, a practice or more than just something that you need to do just to check it off during the list it really becomes part of you it really becomes your real faith like this is what i believe and this is what i trust and this is what i hope in and that assurance of the believer is very important because mm-hmm. that's because if you know who your god is and that's why that's what we've been talking about later about endurance being bold mm-hmm. talking about you know deity of christ that we need to know who know, christ is man <laughs> we, that, that's the purpose of us going through these things because man believers they this world is so twisted and they'll come at, at us with a bunch of reasons why not mm-hmm. to serve christ we got to come back, and I'll give you a thousand reasons why, why? I should serve Christ. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it only comes from, from that level of maturity when you, you've been growing to be assured of your salvation. Like, when I die, I know I'm going to be with Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, when I die, that's my hope, that one day he'll wipe every tear away. There'll be no more pain, no more sorrow, and that's what I'm looking forward to. You know what I mean? So if if a person is not assured, if they, they're questioning, I mean, it's not about just to question, but to be assured, that's what the believer needs. In order mm-hmm. to hold him down, because if he's not even assured of his own salvation, then he's gonna, you know, question other things. I'm like, ah, yeah. well, how is he, how is he gonna help? You yeah. know, encourage another brother if he himself is not even assured. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's how you were talking about last time too, with the uh, building the house on the rock. Yeah, you know what I mean, the foolish man builds his house on on the sand, and it gets knocked down when the storms of life hit. You know, but Christ is the one that holds us down. It's only when we get into His Word and really how the scriptures just like speak let it speak you know faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of god you know what i mean like mm-hmm. ooh, man that's when everything sh- shifted for me like like i know there's no going back now yeah there's no turning back the world has literally nothing for me you know what i mean but to get to that point we're gonna go through some hardships we're gonna go through some hard times uh but then we'll be able to testify man christ has been with me he will be there. So, you know, anybody listening and anybody still going through these struggles or maybe in that season, hey, man, you're never too far away from God 
to where yeah. you can't, you know, fall on your knees and, and, and call out to him, you know, or open up the scriptures and think, ah, man, it's not, I'm just going to read. It has no hmm. power, man. There's power in the word of God. It's only through the word of God that, that we're empowered. Because what, what is it? when we put on the armor of God, we got all these defense mechanisms, but we got one weapon. That's the sword of the spirit where those starts, they, they come through the mind. You know, ah, you don't got to do this or you don't got to do that. You can do this and you can do that when the word of God hits you. Like You'll be able to fight those things off and be like, nah, this is what the word of God says. This is what I'm going to stand on. When Jesus was tempted, the, the devil hit him with scripture, but... Jesus hit him with the right scripture, the correct scriptures. Be like, nah, this is how it's going down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, so that growth is very important. Yep. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> and you have to be strategic about it. You have yeah. to be intentional because the enemy is strategic and petty. It's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And he's going to do that. He's going to mm-hmm. take every opportunity. So, um, especially that person who's drifted away and is entertaining that thought yeah. or their conviction is mm-hmm. is surfacing to like you know what I do want to go back but this this and this like the enemy's going to use so many things mm-hmm. shame resentment even yeah. bitterness and just um so many other things to keep people from going back or whatever yeah. it may be and I would just encourage anybody who may be in that position um just to to reflect on on the the good things about yeah the ministry you were a Mm. part of and to think about like where you got your joy and those individuals who would encourage you and those types of things, because, uh, the enemy's not going to want you to think about those things. He's going to want you to think about every negative thing that got you to leave. Yeah. And reality is it was probably something petty. Why you, why Mm. you stopped going or why you offense, offense, small offenses. (laughs) Whatever it may be. It's funny how you said that, like, uh, I don't know if you just. I don't know if I'm just like hearing things in my head, but right right now I'm just thinking like, like don't like not to feel shame coming back. Like when, like, in First Peter it goes on to say like how women should be dressing, right? It goes on not to adorn yourself with the braiding of the hair and all this. That mo- what's most important is how is how you're dressed inside, right? But like like us when we come to the things of Christ, in that same manner we shouldn't be. A lot of times we, we try to throw on stuff on us to make us look good here at church. You know, oh, I'm, I'm serving in this ministry. I'm leading this ministry as a way of showing people that, hey, I'm in things of God. But when, when, when in reality, God really cares just for nakedness. Mm-hmm. Not obviously not physically, but <laughs> nakedness as far as like transparency, transparency yeah. to be transparent. And yeah. that's the only way that 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 how God would want us to be clothed. With, yeah. with nakedness and that sounds weird because like how can you clothe yourself with nakedness no like like he wants us to be transparent to bring us back to the garden mm-hmm. in the garden they were they were naked with no shame yeah and exactly. here when we clothe ourselves we become shameful and it's funny because that's backwards than how we are today mm-hmm. obviously we clothe ourselves with clothes so we're not walking around naked and, and, and shameful but the the opposite is true in the spiritual like it's better to be clothed naked than to clothe yourself with 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 some of your own, you know, sacrifice or your own things to try yeah. to clothe yourselves, like how Adam and Eve did in the garden. Well, even getting caught up in that mentality too, it shifts everything from from he to me. Yeah. yeah. Like from him to I. Yeah. Oh, this is what I can do. This is what mm-hmm. I bring to the. Start relying on your own strength like on that, your own. Yeah. Instead of 
wow, God enables me to. God mm-hmm. has given me the opportunity. God has opened the door. Yeah. And it's just a shift, a shift in um, perspective as well and just a shift in your spirit and your heart and everything. Yeah. And it, then it causes you internally to, mm-hmm. you know, not be where you need to be humble mm-hmm. and walking and, in in those types of characteristics. You brought up actually a good point that I, was, I wanted to touch on is, do you guys think that it's possible for a backslider or a lukewarm to be in the church still, not even leaving? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because in Revelations, it goes on to talk about the church, one of the churches, and how they, you know, they're doing all these things for, for God in His name. They're, they're, doing, they're doing good. They're going through the motions. But, mm-hmm. but, but, but God is sending a letter to them. Through through um, John's vision and his and his letter is saying return back to your first love, yeah. like mm-hmm. everything you're doing is is in vain now because you don't have the love that you have for me at, at yeah, that at that one yeah. at, in the beginning, and so that that even goes on to another thing too where it's like even people in our congregation can be in that stage without us even really if we're not paying attention because yeah some of us when we left the church building. We were in those stages, but some are more internal than than external, yeah. right? Like obviously for for us when we left, I mean it it was, it was obvious because why? Because externally we were doing some of these things, but some people in the church it could be internal, like they're they're not out of the church, they're still coming to services, but inside they're they're doing like like how we're talking about they're they're putting themselves before God, mm-hmm. and so they're losing that first love. Instead, they're trying to build a name for themselves instead of for God. And I remember uh, there's a song that KB puts out mm-hmm. on, on, I forgot what album it was, but in, 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 I think it was called The Art of Drifting. And, and oh, yeah, in that, that song, yeah. he goes on to say that, that, you know, he's shouting to the crowd, you know, you know, everybody say Jesus. And, and, you know, and he's doing all this, but inside, is he doing it for, is he really yeah. getting the crowd pumped up for Jesus or for himself? Yep. And so, and so that, that's something too, that we need to, to keep on check too even with with our fellow members and that's why it's important that's man. important to be at church like amongst uh, believers are going to encourage you mm-hmm. really challenge you like or even check up and you're like hey, how you doing you know even that mm-hmm. that that question of how you been or how's, how's your how's your walk going it goes a long way because that opens the door for for someone to be like you know what? i'm not doing so good or can you pray for me about this and yeah. it, it keeps us and you know accountable and knowing that you can answer yeah, a real yeah. answer not good how are you but yeah. a true response yeah. yeah a true yeah. response a, a, a safe place where you could come yeah. and not feel shame for some of the things that that you that you will share knowing that you know they're mm-hmm. not going to go and put on media put you on blast to somebody <laughs> and you say that again put, put your phone to <laughs> to the mouth <laughs> you, you know what? i i found myself going i guess looking in that direction because for a while, uh, I mean, other than my wife, I don't have that type of accountability or I've, I've lost it for a while because some people have left the church. And, and that really took, took uh, a toll for me spiritually, not because I looked to them as, as like, you know, oh, my idol or anything, but because they were my source of accountability, like how you said. Yeah. And, and because of that, you know, I, I was feeling different types of way and, and, and you know and 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 so I started doubting a couple things and and you know there wasn't anybody to to keep me accountable other than my wife and and some of these things I, I didn't really share with my wife at the time you know I, she knows about it now but um, but then just recently too within the past couple months I I I've noticed that I was looking that way again 
Mm-hmm. And so more recently, I reached out to to the brothers here that, yeah. that, that are here, and I was saying, you know, keep me in prayer and keep me accountable. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things we mentioned in the endurance episode that it's going to take um, for us to 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 dwell in, in the things of God and also community. Those are the two big things that will keep us, to keep us going in this endurance. And, and, and that's why I felt the need to reach out. Because like, I, and, and I guess the stage I'm, I'm in right now, I feel like I'm the one that's pushing people, but mm-hmm. nobody's pushing me. Mm. And, and that's one of the things I shared one of, with one of, one of our brothers here at our church. And, and so that's why I reached out to my brothers. And I even said, too, like, rebuke me when you need to correct me. Like, I don't care. Like, like I don't want to go to that stage. Well, why wasn't so. I in this message? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm rebuke to anybody. But, but just to share, too, like, for anyone that is listening, if you do, I mean, you know yourself. I mean, yeah, so the only one that really knows your thoughts are you and God, Mm -hmm. and you know where your mind is going, you know where where you may be going off to, I encourage you to be accountable. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't stress that more than enough. I mean, we've already shared just right now, too, that accountability is is a big... Very important. Yes, it's a a big, um, what, what do you say that? It's a big it's a deal. Component. Yeah. yeah, it's a big component. It's a big factor in, 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 in our part of endurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so um, you've grown a lot since then yeah. uh, to the point where you even started uh, your own conference. Well, I don't know if you say it's your own conference. No, but it's, it's <laughs> You started a women's, you started a women's <laughs> conference. So that's pretty dope. To, can you yeah. tell us a little bit about that? Um, that in itself was a, a battle too because it was the the fire the darts that the enemy throws at you and it's mm-hmm. just like you're not worthy mm-hmm. you know you yeah. why you know but it really the vision came from just all the suffering I was hearing about you know I went to school with. Um, my closest friends, you know, in high school, everything's about mm. appearance and popularity and whatever mm. it may be. I didn't um, really care about that. So um, I was just hearing from people left and right, like, I'm depressed. I'm Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were talking about that anxiety, earlier, too, man. Yeah. suicidal yeah. from mm-hmm. people that I would never expect. Like, the, pers- the way I was thinking about it was like, wow, if people in high school knew you were thinking this, like, they would it would just blow them away because, yeah. you know, you're a beautiful person, you know, just just the whole nine yards to totally me in my now. head. Yeah, mm-hmm. completely different. Mm-hmm. And it just caused, like, a heavy heart. And it was not just one person, but probably, like, five people that were telling me these things. And, like, yeah. God, how do I... How do I do this? What do I say to somebody who's telling me they want to die and that they want to yeah. this, this? And I'm just like, I, I don't want to hear this stuff, but... It, it, it stirred that desire in me to, to create that space that Justin was talking yeah. about, that safe space to for especially women to be able mm-hmm. to be transparent and say like, hey, this is what I struggle with. This is what I deal with. But if I can get through it, so can you. Like to be yeah. able to create that common ground yeah. in a sense to where it's like sometimes you think that certain people only go through this and certain people only go Mm -hmm. through that. So to kind of break those barriers as well. And then with everything that my mom went through with her health and stuff, if you didn't know my mom and you were just a stranger meeting her, how the way she is, she interacts with people in public, you would never know what she's gone through or what she deals with on a daily basis. So those things were just stirring in my heart and God was pushing me and I was like, no, you know, 
didn't want to, but accountability came yeah. in. And at that time, um, my sister and Jess were a big factor in that. I shared yeah. with them, like, hey, this is what God put on my heart, but, you know, I'm not ready for it. And they were just like, no, you have to pursue it. Let's do it. Yeah. We support you. And then it grew into a bigger conversation. And now we'll be heading into year four this January, which Dang. is crazy. crazy. But Dang. it all was just from... Hearing yeah. people's And it grows when more party. people come every year, huh? Yeah, it does. Yeah. We we reached our full capa- our capacity this year and the year before as far as how we set up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens and Dang. how God leads in that yeah. way. But it, it always... have to rent out a spot. Seriously. Sure. Well, we need to start fundraising. <laughs> 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 no, that's a trip. I didn't know that. That was that was the purpose behind it because people were really struggling with these kind of issues. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. crazy because that, that whole depression, anxiety, I was talking to Justin earlier. It's like a fad. It's, dude, it's it's so much these oh, days. Yeah. Like everybody, all ages, everybody's like the devil's working, man. Mm-hmm. And he, he's hitting hard and people are feeling his the With effects. not so obvious things. Yeah, yeah. And so people look good on the outside, but on the inside they're suffering. Yeah. And so, so to be able to, to, like I said, put that safe space for, for people to come and just you know, be with other people that, that are going through the same thing and gives yeah. them that level of, of hope and faith and like, hey, I'm not the only one. So that's mm-hmm. dope. And yeah, that's dope. why we were yeah. so big too the past couple of years about like not streaming it or whatever or yeah. recording because people always ask, but we talked about... Yeah. Or men being allowed stu- inside. Oh, that was, that was a call about my dad, but um, that's cool, it's just right? some deep stuff that people just yeah. aren't so willing to share so openly. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, prepare... For uh, the future, we will be having a topic on depression. Yeah. We're getting ready yeah. for that one. Yeah. Um, Very but important. also, too, if if you don't mind sharing, um, you have a podcast as yeah. well. Yeah, now you got a you podcast meant, going. You mentioned earlier that you have a co-host, Nadia. Oh, yeah. So my co-host. So if you want to share Shout out to Nadia. Just, uh, <laughs> a quick Nads. about me of, of your podcast, the goal for it, and yeah. And, uh, yeah. So basically what I just said right now, too, <laughs> it's just an extension, honestly. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I um, am someone who has a weird interest, like it's just there for um, the way things function and the background work of stuff. So, Like what makes things tick? Yeah, no. Yeah, well, that too, but <laughs> what makes things flow? What yeah. makes things oh, yeah. go? Like just the order of something is just like... It just makes me really excited. Did you ever watch the show How It's Made? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) But anyways, like if I'm, for example, I went to another service. I got invited to a church like two weeks ago. And the whole time I was there just thinking about like, oh, I wonder how they start their service and this and this, what their leaders do. It just is an interest of mine. So um, that's how the idea kind of started with Heart on the Mic too. It's just like everybody has a story how did this person get from here to there? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like people who are successes, yeah, some are over, overnight successes because mm-hmm. these days with social media. Yeah. But there's people who have to put in their work. There's yep. people who have to, you know, do their years of grinding for their name to be recognized, for their name to be known and things like that. So I was just like, I want to be able to create a space, number one, for people to be able to come and share their stories, but also for us to be able to um, be transparent and talk about other topics like we have talked about, Mm -hmm. um, where, like Justin said, people go through things and nobody knows what they're going through. We've talked about domestic violence and um, so many other topics that are just not so 
people aren't so readily to share yeah. about those experiences. So it's just a matter of creating that safe space again, that common ground. And um, it just, the idea came when um, my cousin passed away. I just felt like I knew God was there and in the midst of the whole situation, but I still mm. felt like, you know, life hits you when you have your first big loss, I guess. And yeah. I was just like, what am I doing with my life? Like, yeah. if I die tomorrow, like, what have I done that yeah. I wanted to accomplish? Like, I'm very um, hesitant about things. Like, if I'm not an expert or whatever, then I'm just going to stick to what I'm good at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a very... Um, it was a stretching of mm-hmm. myself and, you know, God just pushing me to be like, hey, do this. And what Nadia and I have talked about because I was I was like, and you want to do something with somebody who I can connect with and be on the same page. And I thought of a few other people and I mentioned it and it didn't work out, but it worked out with Nadia. We just had the same idea together right away and it just went and uh here we are. Our first season ended already. We'll be stepping into season two in this Ooh, fall. So nice. we just want to um, we just want to hear people's stories, share people's yeah. stories, and just do it in a way that's appealing to a non-believer as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah we don't yeah. want to do it in a way to where it's like. Oh, they're talking about God so much. I don't want to listen to this. You don't want to do it like us. <laughs> I don't. It, it's just a different. It's just, no, yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's a different. It's a different. No, different yeah, goal yeah. for yeah, a different yeah. audience. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Our, our target audience is is not specific. General, the, yeah. Yeah, general, it's a general yeah. audience, mm-hmm. but we of course still want to be an example through it. So we yeah. will talk about our life, which yeah. of course we'll talk about our faith because that's who we are, yeah. we're Christians, yeah, and we want to mm-hmm. make sure we can be an example to people. Nah. Um but we both had it in mind to where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. we, my husband is not here in the church. He doesn't mm-hmm. serve with me or he's not a part of ministry or anything. So as a wife, I do it with that in mind as well. Would this be appealing to someone like yeah, my yeah, husband? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or as my husband's mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, you know, I support you, <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to listen because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to listen about that, that yeah, scripture yeah, exactly. in Colossians or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, so... We just want to be that that light and, mm-hmm. and just a different angle, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah, that's dope. It's definitely needed because uh, people from different walks of life um, may not hear about God somewhere. Yeah, else. they they just need a different perspective sometimes. I mean, so uh, even for 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 me and purpose start, starting this, my my heart was really towards believers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I want people to grow in their faith. People that maybe like just barely stepping in or haven't heard some sort of yeah. doctrine or things like that. I just want to, because my my whole thing is assurance, assurance of, of one salvation. salvation. I want you to be assured. I want you to know who you are in Christ. I want you to know who Christ is. And at first, I was gonna do it with Cindy. But she wasn't really good on the mic. She's like, uh. <laughs> even on the episode. Oh, that was funny. So then I hit up Justin, and then Justin, and I was like, all right, Justin, he's, he's an alright dude. I'll do it with him. <laughs> I'm pretty hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. So how was that though? Uh. Was it just like a right? Well, because I know when I asked Nadia, it's just a right away. Like I knew this is gonna work out. Like. 
be honest, did you guys like oh, no, figure uh, it like, out? Nah, I, I told I told them part like last fall. You're like, nah? mm, I don't know about that. Yeah, thing, no, guys. I remember it was it was Halloween. We we're doing we were outreaching in Halloween. Yeah, it was some e- it was some yeah it was Halloween, and then I remember yeah. we also talked about it at some event that we had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and then he was like, "Well, who's your who's your audience?" Like, "Well, believers." And then I told her, "Oh, I'm gonna do it with Cindy." And then I, I tried to practice one with Cindy. And I was like, "Oh man, it's not gonna work." That <laughs> says, says the Lord. You're not my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord rebukes you. <laughs> yeah. And then and then uh, so I, then I think I mentioned to you, right? I was like, "Nah, Cindy's not gonna work out." Yeah. And then then I forgot how even I asked you, right? Or you. Yeah, Something no, like I, I don't, I don't remember I don't exactly remember. what. We'll but, figure it out. But it I came up in conversation. Yeah. Just remember next time. I'm just yeah. No, yeah, no, it came up in conversation, and and, yeah. and I was like, yeah, man, like, I asked like, you like, oh, what do you, what do you, why don't you do it? Because I think I told Victor first, like, oh, why don't you do it with me? And then I, I've even forgot. I don't even remember how. I, well, just know that we have this uh, <laughs> podcast now. So yeah, it's weird. Obviously, here. things got uh, worked it out. Got perfectly. situated. I don't remember. But, um, yeah, so I don't think you mentioned the name of your podcast. Oh, Heart on the Mic. Heart on the Mic. So we'll have the link in the description for her as well. Yeah, yeah. And um, any last comments, any last encouragement for for those that are listening right now? Me? Yeah, you. (laughs) Um, What I would say is uh, since the podcast target audience Mm -hmm. is for believers, (laughs) I would say for... Any believer, you don't have to be a leader. You don't have mm-hmm. to be um, serving in any specific ministry. But if you see somebody who used to sit in the pew next to you and who's not there as much as they used to be, or if you have somebody who you have a relationship with and you see that they're lacking in their faith or that there's just a shift in their pursuit to Christ, don't wait for somebody else to reach out to mm-hmm. them. You're the perfect person to do that. You, if you can relate to them in those levels and yeah. be that friend to them, then you're that person that they need to hear from. You're the one that they'll actually receive it as um, a loving gesture instead of judgment or a rebuke or just whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So Better a wound from a friend than a kiss of a Yeah, anyone. don't wait for the leaders to do it. I feel like so many times like people do that. Oh, the leaders will look out job. for them. Yeah. yeah. No, you are their fellow sheep. <laughs> Yeah, so look brother's out for keeper. Them. Yeah, be your brother's mm-hmm. keeper. Uh, don't wait for the pastor. Don't wait for them to fully backslide and be lost in their sin to reach out to them. And the blinders are fully on. Like, yeah, just be love your brother enough to tell them the truth when you see that they're slipping. It's like one of the things that uh, uh, me and Julie mentioned in the couples ministry. It's better to have preventative measures than um, what's the other word? Damage control. Mm. It's better to 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 work things and 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 get things situated before a situation happens than to come into a situation where now you have to clean up the mess. Yep. Or work. And try to pick up the pieces yeah. or move forward from wherever they're at. And that's why like like how you said, Vanessa, like we need to keep an eye out, like like man, like we can't assume everybody's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Today's generation, everybody's the I'm good generation or I'm fine. Like yeah. we can't assume that, and so that's why it's important. We need to dig deep with our brothers and sisters, keep them in prayer, but then also at the same time make. And one of the things I've learned too is be the first one to open up, mm-hmm. because 
you can't expect somebody to open up, especially if you're if you're not really like like close close. You can't expect them to just all of a sudden just like throw tell me your life on story. You. Yeah, <laughs> so so I would encourage you if 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 it's maybe a fellow member in the church, whatever, be open with them, be transparent, be intentional, yeah. intentional, yes, and and create a safe place, safe place where they can open up with you, mm-hmm. and in that way it it will, it will begin that that um that sharpening of iron that because you could then encourage. Yeah. It helps them instead of you having to find the common ground if you're sharing about yourself some yeah. they're going to have to resonate with something yeah. Yeah. if they don't then lord you have it, to pray for them it's almost yeah. like psychology like like in a way you're 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 putting in their mind that like now i have to to give something back yeah yeah and yeah i would say right here first john 1 9 says that we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and that's that's really God's heart towards, because uh, we're all sinners, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whether yeah. we're, you know, whatever stage of life we're in, I mean, we're sins and we're sinners and we have sins to confess and to be forgiven of. And um, you're never too far away from God where he can't hear you. Jonah. Yeah, he says that, you know, he will not um, put to shame whoever calls upon him. So while you have breath, doesn't matter what you've done, doesn't matter how far you think you've drifted. Um, he's always there waiting to for you to receive you with open arms. Says, mm-hmm. if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Not just to forgive you, but he takes it away. He cleanses you away. He he takes the shame away. He takes everything that that sin causes the destruction. He fixes it and repairs you. Amen. So he's he's waiting uh, for for you to come back in repentance. You know, he'll draw you back to himself and. Um, so it doesn't matter what state of the season that you're in, uh, he's always there for you. Amen. Confess, he, he'll cleanse you. He'll take all your sins away from the from as far as east as from the west to never remember them again. And that's the hope that we have in Christ, that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. All right, yeah. I have one more comment. <laughs> if you're feeling so much shame and you just feel like your sins are unforgivable and you've yeah. just done too much, just think of David. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Read about him. Read Psalm chapter 51, the prayer of repentance. And he, he says, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Mm-hmm. That's what God does. He restores to you the joy of his salvation. So praise God for that. Because I've done some shameful things, but we can be here for another hour talking yeah. about all the shameful things we've and done. And we will be. <laughs> Not. No. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah. So praise God. This is a dope topic to talk about just to give people that perspective and that hope that there's mm-hmm. there, there's always a, a way to come back. You know, so this is Reform Raza. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, like, share, comment, do all that fun stuff. Hit and us up. Email us at the reformedras at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you even if you're struggling, you know maybe uh, you just want to reach out to someone. Hit us up at the email. We'll be there. Mm-hmm. So until next time, uh, <laughs> and that is our close. <laughs> Goodbye, man. I'm gonna write this letter. Pens in front of me, papers in front of me. Give me words, Lord.
Dear brother, I solemnly come to you by his grace, saying, I hope this letter is reaching you with some safe hands. Safe fam, I go with the appendix now. Only cause of my love that I pen this down I remember one another with rhyming about the Lord Encouraging our brothers, fighting with our swords You were sick under the cover, I came and shared thoughts Held your hand, you were my fam and therefore Prayer and fellowship, praying about the women who were praying So that neither of us were ever stringing Don't look, don't touch, it's our statement, I'll claim it The zeal for the Lord encouraged me, I'll say it yeah. Now I'm hearing some bad news You went back to your sin and what I seen is so true It's like you left the faith and you're rolling with different crews Hope the rest of my letter will simply change your views I had to pause for a minute to share how I was feeling I really had to write this down My mind is not settled, my heart wants to wrestle How am I gonna be lost once found? Sometimes my brain is playing tricks on me Cause I see your face in the crowd Most night I lay my head asleep The fall of you I weep This pain is so deep I wish you were Wanted to quit cause I was feeling overwhelmed Eyes off the cross and started looking at myself I didn't know grace for one season Prayed in my sleep, don't kill me Lord Jesus But then his light shined on my heart And that grace was shown How he saved my soul and he made me whole I started reading again, enjoying the fellowship Plugged into my church so I live my rhetoric Rhetoric, rhetoric so I guess my message is Repent and come back huh? Are you getting it? Getting it? Getting it. You see, I hope you do The gospel where Jesus shows us true yeah, brother, I had to pause for a minute To share how I was feeling I really had to write this down My mind is not settled My heart wants to wrestle How a man cannot be lost once found Sometimes my brain is playing tricks on me Cause I see your face in the crowd Most night I lay my head asleep The fall of you I this pain is so deep I wish you were around How I wish you were Spirit works in you. Bear with me as I quote the Bible you once loved. The clarity in it shows it's only God's spirit that brings God's foes to repentance. And this is the hardest sentence. How can what was found be lost again? Man, that's one John's message that they left solely because they were not in him. And I pray it ain't true about you. Huh. But I sigh when I think of that truth I hope he grants faith and repentance, man Running to God's hands and resting in his lamb And I pray I see you running again 
Your eyes on the prize and so you run in the end And that's it, though there's clearly more I'ma end in that note, love S.O. Sincerely yours Your brother had to pause for a minute to share how I was feeling I really had to write this down My mind is not settled, my heart was wrestled How a man cannot be lost once found Sometimes my brain is playing tricks on me Cause I see your face in the crowd Most night I lay my head asleep The thought of you I weep This pain is so deep I wish you were around How I wish you were hard Lord and I pray that you just call him back to yourself draw him to you Lord so that he may see the beauty of the cross may he remember the blood that was shed for him may he remember that you took his sin away keep him bring him back to you Lord amen